Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, I have been pretty down in the dumps on this here podcast for a little while now. So I'm going to flip the the script here a little bit and give a few reasons for optimism uh, as the Lakers close out this season. Let's start with the current predicament. And as we saw last night, by the time you guys are listening to this, the San Antonio Spurs are still very much, they're a, they're a plucky team. They're a competitive team. They're an organization that would like nothing more than to knock out the Lakers uh, from the play-in game. But that doesn't change how young they are. It doesn't change how, I guess, uh, it doesn't change the talent uh, disparity that they face almost night in night out. So like this is a team that you know has a lot going for it, but it is still a very young team that is capable of of losing games late and and I thought that game against Memphis was a perfect example of wow, look at them being competitive against a really good Memphis team. Oh, yep, that's right. This is why they are currently fighting the Lakers for the 10 spot. So First and foremost, when you're looking for reasons to be optimistic, um, look no further than the Spurs' own inexperience and the disadvantages that they face, um, that they will face almost kind of night in, night out. The next reason for optimism here is uh, at some point the Lakers, and especially LeBron, especially Anthony Davis, especially Russell Westbrook, though him to a lesser extent, like eventually the Lakers are going to have to show some pride, not just in terms of like this season and what this season means in Lakers history, but for their own legacies. Like Anthony Davis has heard his whole career about his uh, injury issues. And if you think that he wants to end the season on a sputter uh, after yet another injury, then I... I, you know, if he does, then I have real questions about him kind of moving forward, but I don't think he does. LeBron James knows that he doesn't have very many prime years left in him. And he knows that as you chase Michael Jordan, you're held to an insane standard. And what you can't have is a season where you lead the league in scoring and have all of those points essentially be empty because you didn't make the postseason. Russell Westbrook, um, I, I look, I, I think he is so stubborn that he would convince himself he doesn't care uh, what the city of L.A. or Lakers fans think about him. Um, but I've also seen him bristle often enough to where I know that some of this bothers him. He himself has said that it's been difficult um, going through all of this in the city. And if he wants the last kind of image of his time playing for the team he grew up rooting for uh, to be, yeah, I was kind of sort of the reason I tanked a team that felt like uh, they could still vie for a championship. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he is wired that way to where he doesn't care. Um, but I, I, I've watched him enough this season. I've watched him answer questions. Hell, we just saw him the other night ask the media if they have any answers um, because he is frustrated enough with this season as well. So with those three players, you would think that you don't want one of the last chapters of your career to be what this season has been. 
The other reason for optimism here is that the Lakers are kind of going in the direction of a youth movement. We are seeing Austin Reeves get a few more opportunities. Stanley Johnson is getting out there a little bit more. Um, Wenyan Gabriel, now we got to see how his ankle holds up, but he has kind of carved out a nice niche for himself. Um, There are more guys who seem to care more than some of the veterans who have played over the course of the season. And if you add that give a bleep to actually good lineups, right, where you have LeBron and AD out there and then three guys who actually care, um, that, that, you know, that gives you a little bit more reason to believe than you had back when it was LeBron, AD, Kent Bazemore, DeAndre Jordan, and Rajon Rondo, right? Um, so if you're, if you're just kind of <laughs> grasping for straws here, one, I think, very viable straw is that there are some guys who are still trying to prove that they belong in the NBA, whereas a lot of the guys over the course of the season, the Trevor Arizas, the Kent Bazemores, Carmelo Anthony to a certain extent, especially DeAndre Jordan um, earlier in the year, uh, those guys, their careers are done, and and their their story has been written already. And yeah, sure, like, do, do they want to end on, on the final note that this season has been? Probably not, but role players don't normally get to decide those things. So uh, getting some guys with some urgency next to Anthony Davis and LeBron James, hopefully, um, and and you might have something to work with there. Still might be too thin, but it's something. This coaching staff has a lot to prove for themselves. Look, they're all probably going to be looking for their next job after this season. I don't think the Lakers will retain basically anybody, maybe Phil Handy. Um, but outside of him, I don't think anybody will really get retained. Mike Penberthy was promoted after an abysmal shooting season for the Lakers, and he was the shooting coach. So uh, I, I don't think the Lakers will, will go in that direction again. They're probably going to want to hire somebody who has the, the gravitas to be able to uh, pick and choose their own assistants. And if that is the case, I don't know why that coach would pick any of these assistants. So for all of these guys, uh, Frank Vogel on down, they are all kind of coaching to prove that uh, this season wasn't all on them. So uh, now, look, it, it, does this mean that everybody here is going to change their feathers and you'll see the Lakers run more sets than they have run lately? No, but you know, as LeBron and as Anthony Davis get healthy and it injects that little bit of, okay, maybe, just maybe kind of hope into the season, then maybe that filters, that, that, that trickles down to the coaching staff too, and, and they break some of the habits that have put the Lakers here in the first place. Now look, do I believe all of this? Ah, eh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I would like to, and I do think, like, for those who do believe in all of this stuff, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, you're being an idiot, you're being a homer and all of that. At the end of the day, this is a sports team, and you want to believe that your sports team has something going for it. And and look, there are very few teams that are in this kind of circumstance with two guys like Anthony Davis and LeBron James to be there to potentially turn things around. Will they? Who knows? But for, you know, like the Spurs, for example, DeJounte Murray's playing really well, and they have some young guys who are kind of figuring it out. Um, but 
if you were to ask Spurs fans who they would have more confidence in, their kind of group of younger guys or LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I you know, and inject them with with <laughs> true serum, um, I think they would acknowledge that yeah, it's probably more likely that Anthony Davis and LeBron James figured this out than the Spurs staying afloat long enough to knock the Lakers out. Um, if you ask any of the teams that the Lakers are going to be playing against, would you like to see those two guys in a one-game elimination kind of setting? Probably not. But, you know, it takes the Lakers kind of sending that message, not just to the league, but to themselves. Like, hey, there is some reason to be optimistic. There is maybe some reason to believe we just kind of start doing that ourselves. So will all this come to fruition? Who knows? I, I personally probably won't bet on it. But if it does, and you have believed all this time, then kudos to you because you had some very, I think, viable straws to grasp onto as the Lakers and as, this, as the oceans have, have swirled around this season the way that they have. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, make sure you guys check out uh, Raj and Sabrina on I Love Basketball. Uh, they spoke about some of this stuff, and they spoke about Anthony Davis in particular and his potential return. So you're going to want to check that out. Um, the Lakers have a game tonight that, uh, you know, unfortunately it seems like LeBron and AD won't be available for, so they will probably finish this game Look, they've beaten the, the Jazz uh, a couple times over the course of the season, so maybe the Jazz are just in that kind of a funk that the Lakers are able to to get one over on them. Um, but if they don't, it seems like, you know, with the Spurs losing here, the Lakers at least will be tied in the loss column still with San Antonio, um, even if they lose this one, thanks to Memphis edging out San Antonio last night. As I'm recording this, the Portland Trailblazers are... Uh, you know, it's kind of sort of playing New Orleans tough, 88-85 right now with nine minutes to go in the fourth. So we'll keep an eye on on that, on the outcome on that one, um, as that would kind of change some of the things too. What teams can't do right now is lose the, the winnable ones, and New Orleans losing this game would be a huge blow to them holding on to that nine spot. So uh, this is just where we are right now. We're doing the, we're doing the standings watch. We're watching scoreboards and stuff. Would you prefer to do this in a more normal playoff setting or a little higher in the seeds where you're talking about home court versus playing on the road? Definitely. But this is where the Lakers are, and we got to try to make the best of it, I guess. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.